Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Um, it's been a day in here, like crazy, busy, and interesting, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> it has been interesting. So anyway, uh, how do you pronounce that? I don't want to pronounce it wrong. That's why I'm asking. Copperous Cove. Uh, co Copperous Cove yeah. or Coperous Cove? Copperous. Copperous Cove, Texas. Hey, we appreciate you listening. That's pretty cool. Here's some uh, cities in Iowa. Muscatine, Iowa. Did you see that? Um, I, uh, knew a, I knew a gal from Muscatine. Me too. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, uh, that, uh, and I wrestled against some guys from Muscatine. But anyway, um, Erie, Pennsylvania, and Hannibal, Missouri. Welcome. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Mountain Home, Idaho. I like that one. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Hey, if you live in those towns, make sure you invite more people on. Tell them about us. We'd appreciate it. Plymouth, Michigan. And Newark, New Jersey. We've had quite a few from Newark. They're not all a bunch of, uh, um, you know, suits over there. Or if they are, they, they like hunting. So anyway, that's awesome. Around the globe, Christ Church. Holy smokes, we have a great following in New Zealand. You got your New Zealand accent today? No. Not feeling it. You've just been... I, I, just I been, can't do you, the you difference. You haven't even been attacked today, and you're the one that's like, somebody let the air out of your bag. I, <laughs> At 52, you need to go home and get a shower or something. Uh, yeah. Too long a day. No, that was my Aussie. That was, that, that was as close as I could come. Was a, Oh, so Australia accent isn't in New Zealand. Well, it's, 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 I don't know. How different are they? I don't know. I figured you'd know. I don't know any famous New Zealand dudes. But I didn't even know you knew how to speak Australian until the other day. Yeah, this, uh, uh, Australian, language. New Zealand, and, Cana and Canada are the Canadian? only foreign languages. <laughs> Canadian. Those are my only foreign I, languages. Hey, <laughs> hey, I speak Canadian, eh? So, right. anyway. Speaking of Canada, Canada, eh? British Columbia, Dawson Creek, British Columbia. Now, I would expect Dawson Creek because, you know, we've hunted out of Dawson Creek. We know some people there. But uh, you know what? I love Dawson Creek. Tell everybody else there's a lot of great hunters in Dawson Creek. Grand Prairie, Alberta, I would, I would have suspected that. Calgary, Alberta. Toronto, that one's – that's kind of the financial mecca. I like this one. You ready for this one? Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico. <laughs> huh? That, huh? that might just be some of the guys you know down there. Hermosillo, <laughs> Sonora, Mexico. Boom. I think I nailed it pretty good. Oh, very good. Um, so Australia. Um, you did a lot better than when we were sitting in that dang parking lot trying to get out. Brisbane. <laughs> I was panicking a little bit. I couldn't even think of one word. We had like 25 cars, 30 cars, 35 cars beeping at us. Like, oh, Perth. Man. Perth, Australia. Hey, from around the globe, here at Spearfish, South Dakota, we appreciate you listening. We do have Brian Martin here today. That's pretty good. Brian Martin's on board. 
and uh, I'm excited about that. But uh, anyway, uh, Brad Dana, he's across where he normally sits, and bleep. So we're good to go. We're going to talk about why apply and why have a plan. Uh, I think it's very important, actually, for, for, for a guy who grew up in Iowa that didn't apply much, went on, got a, had a career, left agricultural industry, had a career in financial services, still has a business in financial services, speaking of myself, not to talk about myself in third or second or third person, right? Um, but uh, I did not have a very good plan, and my plan is honed. I look back just from when I moved here, because it's been 14 years ago um, this June. 14 years ago, in a few days, I, I moved to town. And I look at it, and I go, if I would have just started 14 years ago. Right. But I just started buying hunts because I didn't even understand the. Didn't you, you? You don't know what you don't know. Nobody communicated with yeah. me. I wish I wish an advisor would have knocked on my door or given me a call and said, "Hey, you love to hunt. You got to get a plan. Let me come over and show you." And um and sat down and, and give me a strategy. I, I would have got my credit card out that day. You know well, what I'm saying? Even when I started, because you can see I have a couple of places where I have a couple years off, where I waited because I was potent. I was a potentially afraid of hitting the big ticket. Because I couldn't afford the tag if I would have drawn it, but well, you can afford them now, I think. Well, yeah, I, but you can't buy you can't backdate and no, buy points. That's exactly right. That's that's the crazy thing. Yeah. But but you can you know I think last you gotta have some, some ambiguity to how you talk about if you draw or not from moving forward. Either that or you need to be honest. One of the two. Okay. Because I've been historically not very good. Now no, now, that's bullshit. Now things are getting now different. History has changed. Well, yeah, but uh, three years. But at some point, I've... Oh, I've so historically, like, years ago when I had no points, but now I'm drawing all the time. But yeah. you still draw some tags that you didn't have enough points to really get drawn in. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm you, becoming Brian. a better Thank tag you. drawer than I used to be. <laughs> but it rains Okay, good. It, at least it. we're getting some admittance here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, you know, like Jason, my buddy Jason, he's a, real, he's a lucky, good tag drawer. You know, some guys have a little bit more luck. I have historically not... Tell you know now, but in my defense, I've also bankrolling points. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm yeah, you know, you stockpiling. Didn't, you them. didn't apply. Well, we're going to talk about that today, but uh, um, yeah, here's just a quick reminder um, before we get totally crazy into this. Subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. Listen, make sure you tell somebody about this. We have an amazing reviews on this, and I got to tell you. I so appreciate every one of you listening. Thank you very much. And and as much as listening, the response we get is is sometimes humbling and overwhelming because I'm like, wow, it, it's it's good to know that we're making an impact and that we're helping and that you're enjoying it. And it helps us when you give us topics. So go to go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, we're there. Also, share the podcast with your hunting buddies. We really, you know, that, that's the best way to let everybody know. We, we want to help people. You know what I'm saying? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people like myself out there right now that wish they knew about a company that could have an application strategy and put hunt plans together that has consulting like this. And uh, the only way we uh, um, reach that person to help them better themselves is to have you be so gracious as to refer us to somebody. So we just I just want to tell you thanks in advance for that. And think of us when you're talking hunting and fishing with all your buddies. Um, tell them about us and, uh, and uh, also have them go to rollingbones.com. That's where you can find us, rollingbones.com. Simply that easy. And uh, go read all the testimonials on there. And if you want to leave one, we'd sure appreciate that too. So thank you very much for listening in today. And uh, let's get going. Um, 
Let's. Uh, why apply? We got some great stories. Why apply? Because you can. Uh, one of our one of our clients. I, I have to tell you this one right away. Um, one of our several clients. No, one of our clients uh, applied. Um, his wife applied, and was caught in the in the uh, Idaho. Yeah, so she, she, well, there's more to the story yeah, though. Let's so back she, back the truck up. So and, that, that's and what so. I was just saying. Yeah. I, so so she applies. She and in the Idaho draw, and she gets tagged. She's like out of her mind. But here's why. Which, she's, which kind of tag? Here's she drew a bighorn sheep. She tag. She drew a bighorn sheep tag once in a lifetime. Once a, really low odds in in Wyoming. And, and or, I, I'm sorry, in Idaho. So. And here's and there's here's no the thing. points in Idaho. There's right. no points in Idaho. So she goes absolutely crazy, her and her husband. But here's why: lightning had already struck because she was in the unit two Wyoming draw also. Right. Which who else drew in that unit? I mean, we had we we've had, we had we have we have several people apply. I mean, we have we've lots had, of we've had people, a good we've, we've got had a great we, year of we of, had a great year in the sheep draw. Yeah. Does that make so, you happy? It does make but, me. But happy. why are you, would you really be happy? Well, because. I drew. I was deservingly drew this big orange oh, this year. So <laughs> okay. So what were the odds for you? The odds for well, you don't you don't ever know. Now in hindsight, I know. What I had were a, the odds? I had a thirty three percent chance of drawing. Brian, I was in the three percent chance. I was in the but I was in the max point pool in that unit. Well, not the max point pool, but, but, the, but well, the, 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 point, I, the max point pool. For Those people who apply, drew, yeah, yeah. Well, some guys probably drew with twenty-two, or maybe somebody. No, nobody nobody did. drew. Nobody, nobody applied. So nobody had a Nobody applied with more points mm. in that unit than I did. So, uh, th so three times as many people yep. applied as there was tags for with twenty-one points. Yep. <laughs> so you drew. Now I back drew. to the story. Yeah. So and and we've had a great draw year. You know, our clients are enjoying their strategies and drawing. But this particular client. Um, already has a stone sheet booked for his son. And then his wife on less than 3%, maybe less than 1% chance, draws Wyoming Unit oh, 2 yeah. in yeah. a general draw. Way, way, way less than 3%. Yeah. Way, way less like than 1%. Yeah, like like point, a third of point a... Zero one yeah, six or something. Crazy. Yeah, so she drew the random tag. So how, how Wyoming works is they have it's – a, it's a neat system. It's a hybrid preference point draw system. So they save 75% of the tags for people who are in the max point pool of that for that species. They also save up to, tw well, they save 25%, which only qualifies, what is it, four units, I think? Five, five units. No, there's four units because one has two tags. Yeah, two unit two through four five. Four units, five tags. Unit, so, unit two through five. So Go into a general... And then there's random. So, random. yep, doesn't matter. Everybody has a shot at hitting the lottery. Everybody has a shot at hitting the lottery. She hit the lottery on that. So she drew that, and it's it's a really, really good unit. Um, you know, and you have, to, you have to keep track of which unit you want to hunt in for what reason. But historically, they have really good sheep in that unit, and it's a hard one to... So can you imagine, can you imagine waking up and going, okay, and she needed one sheep for her slam, which was her, her bighorn... Her Rocky Mountain Bighorn, yep. and and she wakes up in the morning and draws a tag, and goes, "Oh my gosh, I I I got it now. I got this." And then she wakes up a week later and draws another tag for about a week. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> and then Idaho said, "Ah, because they made a mistake. They put ten percent in, and it wasn't of yet." Yeah, Kelly could tell you what happened. Do you know what happened? Yep, I do. 
Well, the same thing that happened to me. I, I've I've drawn like that too in well, South me Dakota. Me too. Then. No, did you draw us? Did yeah, you draw your South Dakota bighorn sheep? I told you Noah drew right away, <laughs> and then you called me back and said I drew, and I said I drew. So, so, so a couple of states like South Dakota made a big whoops, and a third of their applicants drew bighorn sheep tags, which I think they have five tags right now. Um, Idaho this year. I, I don't know how many, but I think maybe a third of their people. It was smaller than that. Was it? It was a, it was a super small allocation. What it was was they, they made a human error and a little bit of a, um, a, uh, a, software. a software glitch. Yeah. And what it was was what they do is 10% of – Up to. Up to 10% right, – Of non-residents. Of non-residents can draw, and then they give up to so many of the allocated tags – well, what happened was that got, and it was it was for elk and X and X, but sheep, it got moved over into sheep too. <laughs> and so it hit the sheep. So there wasn't as many as like what happened in South right. Dakota. It was it was a lot fewer. And the state was really, really apologetic. Now, now we take a very um, uh, empathetic approach when we communicate with them. We don't, you know, we're not aggressive. But boy, the state got... Uh, um, well, it was a big whoops. Yeah, because at least in South Dakota, they did it for ten minutes. It was a ten minute. Oh crap! This one was a two day. Was no, it was it was, it was a, a week. week. It was a week. It was a week. Yeah. And, you know, they made a mistake. It, it, mistakes happen. But the reality is, can you imagine being this client that goes, right. "Oh my gosh, I lightning hit me twice." Right. Um, let's get to Vegas quick because so, we've never had anybody so draw two random we're... tags before in one year. That was like holy cow statistics. Well, I the, drew two big horn tags in tw- 2006. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't both random de- tags, were they? You drew. I didn't have max points in either place. You did. Oh, really? Man. Tell us about that. See, this is why apply. I like it. Why apply? Because Mine was a weird situation. I actually drew the Montana tag in 2005. The er- system had an error. It kicked some of us out. And then they reissued to several of us those tags in 2006. Um, I had, I think in that year, both areas, I had nine or 10 points for sure. Eight in Arizona and nine or 10 in Montana. Cause I started applying in, I believe in 2006 in Montana. And that was in 2000 and, uh, sorry, 1996, I applied. And I think in Arizona, 96 or 97, that's when I originally got signed up with the hunt, hunt and fool. That's how I kind of got started in all this. And, um, back then a guy named Larry Altimus had put, he, he did a couple States for me. And I was living in Montana from 96 until 2000. So I kind of picked the areas that I wanted. And a couple guys recommended an area in Arizona. And I got drawn for both of them. I didn't have, I didn't have like, low points, but I didn't have high points either. Did you kill a sheep in both? Yeah, I mean, those are pretty well guaranteed hunts, but they're not easy. Well, that and the fact that... But that's that, cool. Yeah. Because I have the heard Arizona pretty, one was tough. pretty well-respected sheep hunting guides say that they wouldn't want to be a, a sheep with Brian Martin on their tail. He just will commit suicide. What what is that all about? <laughs> so so let's go. <laughs> let, let, let's let, let's not chase fairy tales and unicorns here. Um, <laughs> that was funny. All right. So uh, so tell us about that because honestly, I'm sitting here going. That, so so the hunts. You booked a hunt, or you went in on your own? Uh, both self-guided hunts. Both self-guided. Yeah. Researched the area. Went a little in. bit. A little bit of research. Now, the 213, which is the area I drew in Montana, was Anaconda. When I lived in Montana, I would go backpacking all, all the, a lot of these units in Montana to figure out which one I wanted to hunt. So I've been in 122, 121, a little bit, 124, 
two thirteen. You just buy yourself, take off for the weekend, and go back all the time. In. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, four eighty two, six eighty. I've been in all these units. So I said that's the one I liked. It was kind of a sleeper unit. That and might have messed you up a little bit. Have you ever thought about probably. that? Probably. <laughs> so in college, some of the people listening that know you well go, "This is explaining a lot to me right now." <laughs> so I would go scout them like during the winter time, or it'd be fun to go see them. And so you see in December, like over Christmas vacation, where all these things. When, when I was in college too, I would go do this. You see where the big rams were at, and you'd, so you knew which areas had big rams because they congregate for the rut after the seasons was over. And so that was an area. So I went in. Because uh, that was an area that a guy named Lester Kish had shot the long, the second, first or second longest horn ram ever killed in the lower 48 was 49 and a half inches, and it scores Are 200 you in Montana. Yeah, in area 213. So you went in there. Yeah, because I knew Lester's ram. And what'd you kill for a ram? Uh, I killed a 190, um, and he was 41 and a half. But that was the biggest ram killed in, in 10 oh, years. 190. Forty-one an inch and a half. Where's yep. this ram at? Why it's not in the office today? It, it'll come here. It's 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 one of the. Uh, the last five trophies I had to leave in Canada because I didn't have room. <laughs> that would have been the Trust first. me. Trust me. There wasn't room then. There wasn't room, <laughs> there wasn't room for There a, wasn't room for another pack of gum. No. I can promise you that. There wasn't room for a, a, a European mount. <laughs> I don't think you could have passed gas and fit it, it in that is, trailer. <laughs> listen, was, was, uh, so it was 191, and that ram you'll bring back down here. Yeah, so yeah, it's a life-size ram. Is that I, the biggest, I have a life-size grand slam. That's, good, that's the biggest uh, bighorn you've ever killed, then. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not going to kill a 190 ram outside of Montana or, um, you know, a, a dry area. You How know. many rams did you pass to kill that one? Um, probably three that were over 180. <laughs> maybe four. <laughs> this ram was with a number two ram that I saw that was probably a 186. And then he was with a really old ram that was about a 176. And I, my friend said, if you don't shoot that ram, you're probably an idiot. Um, so I said, yeah, let's did shoot you, that ram. Did you succumb to that pressure? Because I've played that same crap. I've never <laughs> heard it pronounced succumb. I've heard it pronounced <laughs> succumb, 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 but never succumb. That's interesting. <laughs> but but so, anyway, go ahead. So That's so Canadian. That was oh, he does succumb, speak hey. Canadian, doesn't he? That was the biggest ram kill in 10 years, though, because that area had suffered a die-off. So Lesser killed this giant ram. It was the longest horn kill, ram killed in the lower 48. 41? 49 and a half. 49 and a half. Wow. It was so, famous. It's still in like Duncan Gilchrist's books called the Kish Ram. But the point, the moral of that story is, you applied for stuff. You instead of just putting in for preference points, because that's what a lot of people are doing now is just yeah, buying. I didn't points. have to hunt any private land. And the other one I shot down in Cabeza Prieta, which is forty six B, which is right on there, uh, the Mexico border. I found like old water bottles and some clothes and things. Lots of illegals go through there. Yeah. And that was a hard remote backpack hunt. That's a yeah. low sheep density area. So what else? So and, and you, how big was that ram? Um, that ram about one sixty six and twelve and a half years old. The Montana ram was eight and a half years old. So two mature rams drew on tags. I killed that one on Christmas Day, and I killed the other one in November. Good for you. Brian. So did you have any other success in any other drawings by chance this year, Brian? Martin? Yeah, I drew a Wyoming unit uh, uh, sixty three type. Oh, one. you did. Yeah, so That's max not a bad point. Unit. So you'll be you'll be hunting. Uh, a famous ranch. Yeah, I'll be um, hunting uh, access to a famous ranch outside of Thermopolis. And you will be looking at giant bulls screaming during the rut. Yeah, I mean they, they they're, they're, the rut's fading off October one, but it's still going. So it's it's so I was just on the phone there with one of the guys that's going to help me with it, bring the horses on that hunt when you guys came in. And so there's pros and cons. You hunt the opening day, you're going to have elk that are still bugling, but they're going to be a lot of them on the public land. 
and you wait five, six days, a lot of those animals will all run to the private. But I, I'm not opposed to going hunting and just accessing the private and going back up on the public. Otherwise, you've got to come over the mountain from the other way, and it could be a day and a half to two days ride in. And you've got to have a 11,000-foot mountain, and so guys get snowed out. So the guys that shoot big bulls behind the ranch a lot of times go with a crossbow or uh, compound bow and shoot big ones. Well, in that one, you can. Dr- there's an easier way to draw that tag if you do it that way, too. Yeah. So that you you're pretty excited about that, huh? I am. I was just looking, or just talking to uh, my friend, and he said, don't even apply for the, the uh, antelope tag, even though you can draw. Just, just focus on getting a big bull. Right. My buddy, I have a buddy who lives in Thermopolis. He's a dentist in Thermopolis in Wordland. Yeah. And uh, he, he said it's pretty spectacular where you're going to be. Oh, yeah. No, it's a good unit. But, I, but, but yeah, so that's it. That's but Wyoming's been good to me. I drew the, the moose tag in 18. Um, you yeah, know, you so were one of five. With, so that's why you apply, because you were one of five with Max. With and that. I was the only non-resident. No, they only had one non-resident tag. So I have no know. points. Okay. Why apply? Why have a plan? Let's, say, now, let's just say I have no points. Let's say I'm sitting in a chair in uh, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Okay, and you I'm should, like, I'm like, dude, you should start rifle hunting. You start yeah. rifle hunting, <laughs> broken bow. Uh, ha, 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 I get it. Okay, so now what, what do I do? <laughs> where, where do I even start? For what? I don't know. I want to go out west. I want to start hunting. It's, well, you got to. You, you guys gotta, are sitting here. You, you definitely. It's only time and money. If you got a lot of both, you can draw. Well, if you one don't thi- have much of either, you're going to have a hard no, time for a No, while. one thing for sure. You're, you're from Broken Bow, Oklahoma. You come out here and do an antelope hunt. Tip, tip tiptoe in that way that's easy if you want to do it yourself do it yourself i would still get an outfitter go have fun um just learn about it um that's one option easy to do some deer hunts um i would say so so i would say for sure you got to start getting points build points everywhere build points everywhere exactly build points everywhere for sure i would start uh, applying for antelope um, and deer are without question, and then elk. Elk is at the top of the DIY, in my opinion. Most guys that do elk, and that's has, a mistake, I think. It is, unless for 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 a lot of people, for a lot not of for people. everybody, but for a lot of people, you're way, way, way a million times farther. I, ahead. I got a buddy from Iowa that just kept going out and going out and going out, and like after eight years, he finally killed a, a calf, and then like in his ninth year, he killed a cow. And then his tenth year, he killed a cow. He is yet to kill a bull. Yeah, and you know, well, and maybe he's a that's guy that should charge. hire an outfitter. Uh, yeah. otherwise he likes eating squirrels. Yeah, or there's or, lots of squirrels or, in or Oklahoma. spruce hens. But 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 the, the, the uh, you know where there's a lot of guys in, in the lower 48 here, um, and especially in the Midwest that hunt with a they hunt with a archery equipment, and I think it's much easier to get on elk if you already know how to shoot a bow well and know the vital zones on deer and animals. I think elk hunting with a bow is much more high success as far as an opportunity than rifle hunting. I think rifle hunting, you have to know more area. The high, harder to draw odds and the harder to kill one. I, I think that that's, there's some good points to that. But one of the reasons is because you, the elk are dispersed. The elk are dumber in archery season, and if you don't know what you're doing, you can literally walk roads and ridges in the dark and bugle, and you're going to get a shock bugle. So you kind of kind of know where the animals are. You start hunting a lot of these animals, like Montana rifle season, without on public land, those elk were not bugling. It was... It was a foot race, and um, you know, and it was just hard hunting, way harder, way easier to go kill. I went out with my buddies a couple times. I saw more big bulls on one hunt, bow hunting, because I, 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 in, in 1996, I was tired of chasing wounded animals uh, with my buddies and clients, so I said, I'm not bow hunting anymore, but I'll go out with them. On one day, I saw more big bulls than I had in my entire 
life of hunting general season areas of the rifle. Isn't that amazing? So, so this is. And why he had I a recurve, and that was another reason I said. So we got 35 yards from three bulls between 330 and 370. So the biggest one was for sure 360, maybe three. I don't know if it was 370, but for sure 360. 30, 35 yards, and we had to get 25 yards to kill him. And that was the last time I've hunted with a recurve guy other than hunting with with grizzlies. <laughs> because like, honestly, yeah. like bigger bulls than I've ever seen on a public land general season hunt, and there's three of them there. And I haven't hunted elk that much because I moved to Canada in, in 2000, and so you know I focus on stone sheep and moose, so I became you know the northern BC guy. But that was, to me, very difficult, uh, disappointing, but also very exciting to see that. And that's why, so the DIY guys, um, you know, archery is actually a better way to go than a rifle. Well, the neat thing about archery is the weather's And you're not going to get snowed better. in. I know so many yep. guys that are snowed in in Idaho and Montana, drive out here, right, drive to the end of a trailhead and pack in for a week. And then they can't get out with their truck. But a, an archery elk hunt is almost like a, a different species hunt than a rifle elk hunt. Totally different. Totally different. A hundred percent. And why do you say that? Well, it, it's just not, it's it's not it's even it's similar. Like moose. It's, it's like okay, moose. Right, but, but but okay, I'm listening in somewhere in Iowa, Muscatine, Iowa, and it's not even similar. Isn't a specific answer. Am I right, Muscatine, Iowa? Am I right? I'm right. So 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 there. No, I'm not trying to be mean, but there's some arrogance in that going, well, you just don't understand. Well, well our job right now is to get these guys to understand what it is. That, because we got to get people to get a plan. A, rut, a rutting bull is so different than an after-the-rut bull. Because he uh, is he's uh, full I, of I – mean, he gets really yeah. fat in July, August, and early September. Okay, I'll explain that. Right. So, so here's what happens. A rutting bull will allow you to, him himself to be heard, right? So you get in the mountain. For the most part, you guys, they're locating bulls, and th the bull gives themselves away. So you can get after them during archery season. The problem is most places that have tags that you can buy over the counter in a Colorado unit, let's say the Flat, uh, flat Tops National Forest, White River National Forest, the Flat Tops, where everybody from Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota drive out to, Every bull out there is highly hypersensitive to calling, and most of the times they're hearing, uh, uh, um, you're hearing a lot of other hunters bugling. Does that make sense? Right. So, so the reality is, is that what these guys are talking about is that if you're going to get a plan and you're a bow hunter and you want to bow hunt, because um, I've heard Brad say the best hunt in the West is one of the is, most fun is is an elk hunt. With a bow. Yep. Why? Because it's very interactive if you're not hunting in the White River National Forest where you're on top of all the other hunters. If you can draw a point in an area that has limited hunters, good bulls, it's super engaging and active. Well, you have a better chance of getting drawn every year for an archery elk hunt than almost anything else if you do Idaho or Montana. You know, there's, you're going to, uh, Colorado, you're going to be able to go hunting every year. Good. I, I personally, I'm not a huge fan. I think a lot of guys shouldn't be hunting elk with a bow because they, they shoot them right before dark, and then they can't recover them, and the animal runs off, and then they recover the next morning, and, they, and the meat and the skin is all spoiled. So there's a lot of and they and they have a hard time getting out. It's not like packing a deer out. Like one guy That's, can make two trips. That is the number one reason I think uh, out, uh, most people from the east should look at getting an outfitter um, if they're really serious about learning how to elk hunt and want to enjoy it, even breaking one down. How do you break one down if you're not used to doing that? Well, it's just a, it's just a, just take a deer and and it's four times bigger, right? Well, so, but most people this. don't. Most people 
from the Midwest. Don't you, ta- they take their deer in whole. Take they a yearling heifer and go <laughs> kill it and then butcher it. Yeah. I mean, if you're sitting on a 40 acres in Iowa, go let let your yearling heifer out. Go shoot the thing at one years old. And okay? but you can't use and, your tractor. You can't use your tractor. You got to get a pack on and just see what it's like to get it out of the woods. And do it on a steep ditch. Yeah, steep hillside. So it's like that, 30 and, degrees. And slow. Three more to go over to get to the the trail to go down four and miles. Take some to fire. Get out. Take some firewood and put around it. And so so building a plan though. Step one, I would say, is that you, people have to start applying. But well, have have some sort of a, a strategy too. Don't just blanket apply because I like my strategy involves okay, home run. I got my home run, my home run elk tags that I want to draw, my home run sheep tags that I want to draw. Some states I don't care if it's a home run. I just want to draw a sheep tag, right? So I got states broken down differently. Home run deer tags, okay. Arizona strip, you're not going to draw every day. Not you're not going to draw it every year. You're maybe going to draw it once in your life. So your home run on, in Arizona, everything else sits. Okay, your Montana strategy, your South Dakota strategy, your Nebraska, your Wyoming. you got to have a plan because you're only going to have so much time to hunt and you only have so many opportunities to draw per state, per, per month, et cetera, et cetera. So you really need a, a strategic plan instead of just applying because there's, there's better ways and worse ways to do that too, in my opinion. Well, you don't want to you don't want to draw too many tags in, in one time period and then have so, to eat one. So I think we need to be, uh, uh, in my opinion, because I'm I'm listening to you guys, and and there's there's a lot of so so our what's a home run? Home runs to shoot a three ninety three ball about three hundred seventy five sh- feet. A home run would be yeah, like to hit the lottery, yeah. like a, a limited so fine yeah. yeah. But but, but, but here, okay, so I'm confused. Not, not home base. Your first comment was start applying, start just applying. start accumulating points. But now our second strategy is you can't just start getting points everywhere and applying. Well, you can't get points. You can't get points, but you don't necessarily want to draw. So let's break this down. Strategy number one would be to start applying if we have no Start points. applying, yep. and, and you want to definitely get points. You but get you points. But you also want to hunt. Step, second step would be to look at what draw odds are in different areas. Get a hold of us. Do your research. Let us do your research. Look at the draw odds if you want to hunt elk, if you want to hunt uh, um, mule deer, if you want to hunt whitetail, if you want to hunt turkey, I don't know. Yep. Um, for, yeah, for instance, last week we got a we got a call and a question. Okay, I want to hunt this unit. We're thinking about hunting this unit. Um, my uncle has six points. I have three. My brother has two. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, that unit only has one tag, so there's a whole bunch of tough reasons. So you gotta you gotta have some background knowledge on the place too because. There might not be any tags. There might not be enough tags, um, and you, especially when you want to hunt with a group, which it's fun to hunt with a group. You want to do some group hunts. You want to have the camaraderie, yada yada yada. You got to find a place that you can group hunt too. So you got to f- find the place that falls within the parameters of what your desires are, um, what kind of animals you're going to hunt. So, like Colorado is a good example. Colorado t- has just changed their system. Now their draw odds just tanked. They're now they're going to have wolves in Colorado. Holy crap! That's not going to. They don't anything. have a spring black bear season either. Right. So they introduce wolves. I wonder wolves. if the wolves have the to wolves are apply there. for points. Right. A wolves probably should have to apply for. I points think, uh, but I think they can only kill elk um, in September and October. So that's good. Yeah. 
That's sarcasm. Well, that, that, I'm honestly, another honestly, that's liberal stupidity. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I mean, that's just liberal stupidity. But we don't want to go there. We could do a whole podcast on liberal stupidity, and we probably should. Um, but but he, so here's this would be my thoughts, okay? And I'm I'm the I'm the I'm on the junior rank of applying because of course you're you're at the god level, okay? Because you're you're the almighty Western <laughs> application guy. You're at the um, you know, maybe the son of God level because you've been an outfitter and <laughs> never been married and no kids and your <laughs> your entire relationship has been um, deeply and immensely involved in hunting, which, thank God, you're with us, okay? It involves, then, a, it involves a lot would, of right-hand stuff. And I would be the JV partner <laughs> that really knows nothing. So let me tell you what I think a good strategy would be for somebody with a modest amount of points, no points, or just getting started in this game. And it depends a lot on your age, too. Yeah, number one, exactly. If you're between 35 and 45, I would, I would pick the species that you're most interested in, okay? Hopefully number, Homo sapiens, if you want to reproduce. No, I'm talking hunting. Okay. Antelope, deer, elk, sheep. I would always throw those in there. And go goats because there's draw and opportunities moose. in there. And moose. Okay. Then I would pick my style. I would say, okay, what do, am, I, am I a committed archery hunter? Am I a rifle hunter? And, and, and am, a switch I, hitter? am I a backpack hunter? Do I want to do some horseback hunts? Do I want to do um, what type of stylistically – and, and maybe I'm one of all those. Maybe I'd love to do a rifle hunt. Maybe I'd love to do a bow hunt. So yes. you'd be weapon. My advice on that would be be flexible because you're going to change. Because I, when so I was 26, all I wanted to do was kill elk. Kill elk, kill right. elk, kill elk, kill elk, kill elk. That was my deal, So you want right? to be weapon fluid is what you're saying. Right. But, but be stylistic. Figure out what you want to be. And my suggestion would be to be uh, um, open-minded to all that, too. Then I would go to states. I would look at – I would be what, – what states would I desire to hunt? Idaho – um, from Colorado, Idaho. Colorado is a beautiful state, but hunting in Idaho is like going from a park bench in Colorado to straight to hell in Idaho. Idaho is the most rugged ranked country outside the Alaska Range I've ever been to in my entire life. Does right. that make sense? Oh, yep. and, Idaho, lots of it. and Idaho is a bitch on wheels and then has an attitude on top of it, <laughs> from my perspective. Does that make sense? In a good way. In a good way. Exactly. So, so, but maybe it's Montana. I've always wanted to hunt my. Bob Marshall, the Frank yep. Church, right? You always go, dude, I want to hunt one of these. The thoroughfare. Those are a lot better before they had grizzlies and wolves. Right, right. but what I'm saying is, but, but pick Wolves those. in particular, because they've those. always had grizzlies, but not like But the not the grizzlies that they have. They, the then, grizzly population increased a lot, actually. Yeah. And then the last thing I would do is I would pick a budget, you know? And your budget's going to change like yep. your weapon approach is going to change. Right. Because you might be 28 to 32 right now, and you're making that 50 to 70. All of a sudden, five years from now, you, you've gotten around the corner a little bit. Your house is paid off. You yep. freed, some, freed some loans up. All of a sudden, yep. this money that was going you're to making 80 something to that you had to have, now, now you, now you got seven, it becomes discretionary. Yep. Exactly. So, or maybe yeah. ten, twelve thousand every two years because you sit out a year. Your kids are done with football camp and tennis and camp baseball. and everything. Well, yeah. It's like even like I look at myself. Both my boys are graduated now running their own businesses. And, I, you know, economically, I, I don't feel that much of a difference. But time-wise, totally different. Totally different. My wife and I, it's, it's like I, I was seeing a Facebook post with all these baseball, high school baseball things going on. I'm like, zero. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have zero obligation to that. And so my hunting between August and September, I was just talking to both my boys this morning, and I'm like, just 
count me out in August and September. I can. I have some little time in October, more time in November, and lots in December. Um, so it's you know, um, so that's that. That would be my, you know, and I, I don't. I don't. What I don't want to do is take up all the real estate on this podcast. But I think most people aren't Brian Martin, and they're not Brad Dana. Does that make sense? No, but you can you can learn from idiots like us. No, so you no, don't no. make the same mistake. That that's why you guys are on here. It's amazing. Well, like Brian, I'm excited because I get to live vicariously on your elk hunt because I'm hot on your hot on your heels. Yeah, a couple, well, one see, or two years behind. Yeah, but and see, so how I got behind on that is I've already drawn because when they instituted that, I you went, have twelve or thirteen. I think I have thirteen. Yeah, so but I drew right away out. when it went to the preference point on that. And then, so you've been sitting. I drew a unit that we didn't hunt with three points, too, or I'd be a little bit more. I'd be at nine, seven, eight, nine. I'd be at ten. You right? drew on a leftover tag. That was a leftover draw on a general, though. Oh, I thought it was. No. Uh, I, we, thought, I thought we used. Oh, that was my deer That was points. deer. Yeah, that was deer. That was deer. deer points that we used five points yeah, we, for a yeah. guaranteed tag. <laughs> you know, yeah, but uh, I'm teasing. So I'm teasing. So this some, was ten years that's ago. A, that's a good point, though, because I I was like, I'm tired of not having that tag. It's silly for us not to have a tag over there. Yeah. When we live four or five miles away. Yeah. And we put in, I think, for a second choice, and I can't remember what we did. That was a long time ago. But yeah, it was it was way before RBO. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, but it, I just. Just yeah. having fun with you anyway. Grabbing a dick. Uh, it, could, it could it could make two craps. And then we didn't even hunt that. No, because we, we didn't yeah. we didn't have time. It didn't. Yeah. We had so many tags. But I got, I drew a goat tag in Montana in '98. After three years of applying, I drew a goat. goat? Ta- oh yeah, and I killed a, a goat in Idaho in 2000. After four years of applying, kill I, a goat. Oh yeah. So and you yeah. still and you to this day you still are keeping applying for all the goat because I've t- I think no, I've I tapered still back. I I I didn't. I actually didn't apply this year. Because um, there's too much crazy stuff going on in the world. You right. know, Canada's still closed. I have some guiding obligations up there for a few weeks if that opens. Well, you know, well, I have some stuff in Mongolia. I have some stuff yeah. in Tajikistan. We don't know when Mongolia is like, open. Goat and moose are funny to me because there's places that you can apply for Goat's hard. goat. Goat's way easier to get drawn than a sheep, but it's yeah. it's a hard hunt because most guys don't know what they're looking at. Right. Well, and let me uh, ask you this, though. Okay, so you... So, um, you drew a point. You said you, you've drawn two. So in the lower 48, just give me the big tags, like what you've drawn. Uh, you've, a moose. A moose in Wyoming. Is that right? Moose in Wyoming. Okay. And now an elk in Wyoming. Elk in Wyoming. And it's super limited Antelope area. Antelope How many Oregon. points did that take? 17? Uh, 15 elk, was max. Elk was max. Yeah. Yeah. I could have drawn a 14. I had one more year than I needed oh. to. Okay. But still, you, uh, 15 Tw- years. 22 okay. in Oregon for antelope. Okay. Um. But let, let's stay with big animals like antelope. Antelope, for antelope in some of those units. So Arizona, Oregon, New Mexico. The, it's hard. It's hard to draw. It's as hard to draw an antelope, but almost as an elk tag. I mean, as a, um, a goat tag. Okay. So what's a mountain goat? How many have you drawn? Uh, mountain goat two, and then I've got I think four in British Columbia. Okay. And then how, I'm talking lower forty-eight. And then how many sheep in the lower forty-eight? Um, the two right now. But I'm two. guaranteed a Wyoming bighorn tag when I want to apply. So and you'll uh, so now now you, that you've had points so and but one one that was my fr- it was my first time drawing a good elk tag I just been building points everywhere, and then I've drawn one decent mule deer tag not amazing but a good one and that's it. And, and how old are you? Forty nine. So you're forty nine years old. You've drawn a, a Wyoming. And moose. I started when I was in my twenties. 
And you started when you were in your 20s. So that's why, I mean, like I tell our advisors, there's so many guys out there right now. Young guys that, that young guys could be 20 banking. to 35 that we should just be talking to if they're hunters going, yep. hey, look at this is the value in our membership for the love of the Lord, man. L- let's go to work for them and show it. Because now here we are, you, you started in your mid-20s, you're in your late 40s, 22 to 23 years. You've drawn a moose tag, a giant elk tag, not not like a pansy butt elk tag, yep. but a legitimate shot of 380 plus. Mm-hmm. Um uh, 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 once uh, basically once in a lifetime antelope tag. Yeah, yeah, you won't draw that again until I was like seventy. Okay, a goat tag, um, two of them. You've drawn two, and you didn't have max points for those. Didn't have you, any. Well, I didn't have any points in Montana when I started, and that I started in '96, and I drew in '98. So two years in, you drew a goat tag. Uh, okay, so that saves it you. It was my third year. That saves you fifteen thousand dollars and a trip to Alaska. Ba- back right? then, which it was is actually th- eighteen to twenty. By back the time then, it was five grand to go shoot a goat. Oh, I booked my flights today. You got to remember that. So okay, okay. yeah, the goat hunts have gone up a lot in price. And then two sheep hunts, which will now be three. Which what's what's the governor's tag? Because this next year you will get a uh, um you will get a uh, a sheep tag. And what did the governor's tags go for in that same unit? Uh, this year they were one twenty-five. So one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars tag. And they used is to be ninety two years ago, three years ago. And and honestly, the governor's tag. If someone knew there was a one ninety-one sheep there, they would they be targeting a one ninety-one sheep? Well, the governor's tag in Wyoming, they can only hunt the five units. Unfortunately, they can't hunt all the other ones because there are some one eighty plus and one ninety in Wyoming, but only in like two units. And so, yeah. Black Hills unit. I, if, there was a no, one, if there no, was the a Wheatland 190. unit and the Bighorn unit. The Black Hills, um, I don't think it has any 190s in it. The Wheatland unit. Oh, yeah, Laramie Peak. Yeah, oh. a guy, I was, the year I killed and my. You can't hunt that with the The year I that. killed my moose <laughs> in 2018, I was in Dewey Wildlife Studio. And a guy killed a ram that was like 12 years old. And that, I think it was unit 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was killed it like with a full. Re- I mean, he, he was a local guy. And it was 192. One of the best Rams I've ever seen. So, but but at these auctions, guys, it's been three hundred thousand dollars for to kill that Ram. They'd spend two fifty to three hundred. Two fifty three hundred. So so now, if you're listening, and a one eighty Ram is going to bring one sixty to two twenty five. Well, it's funny because you guys knew that I was uh, I was this year for or next for sure going to draw my tag, and you watched. You took a picture of because I was at uh, you and Palmer were sitting at that auction. <laughs> you took a picture of that sheep tag when it went for auction and texted it. Because here's what all these years of putting in points. It was 115 grand this year. Yeah, Because I wasn't there at that that auction. It's it's absolutely crazy. So with the price of these tags, with the limited amount of hunting, having it become more and more of a precious commodity, having a plan and applying is more important now than it's ever been and it's ever going to be and it can be fiscally rewarding when you look at it in, in the backdoor sense but yeah so it, it, you talk about compounding interest in my world we talk to people about the rule of 72 we got to come up with the rule of something for um the compounding tag price right. for what it is because you just you drew a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar tag this year and you'll draw a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar tag next year so my encouragement to you all listening or if you want is to if get you, a plan, man, yeah, start applying. Because if you want to get a bighorn and you want to go to Canada, it's about a 40 to 50 percent odds at 50 to 60 grand. And you might just shoot a six or seven year old ram and that's 155. And that's the only legal ram you see where like where Brad's going. He should shoot at least a 165 and a good chance at a 168 to a 173. 
which for guys, I mean, 170 to me and Wyoming is kind of the holy grail in Wyoming. It's not Montana. Mont Montana is 180, 190. Wyoming just doesn't have those ramps. But, um, yeah, I mean, another, another reason to apply is um, like what happened with, with me uh, probably five years ago. I was at the trade shows in the season. I mean, and they, some of the draw dates had changed. And I, I, I missed Nevada. No big deal. I had a lot of points. The next year, I, I, I kind of, I was at one of those, I can't remember where I was at, maybe been overseas guiding. And I was kind of running it at the end, and I, I, I put in, and they had a, a glitch with a the computer. They said, come back tomorrow, and, you know, our system is temporarily not working. It was the second day, and I went back the next day, and I forgot to do it. I thought I, you know, and I missed it. And so, because I didn't apply for two years, two I years. lost 14 years of points for, for, for Nevada. That's a tough lesson. And then in Arizona, they change. That's they why you need a company, right? Yeah, that's why the that's why whether you have money or not, have the reminders. Have somebody like our office in this case, Mary's applying for people, and she's going to make sure you know way beforehand. Yeah, because that was wasn't because of them. It was cheap, right? But Nevada doesn't make you put any money up front. It wasn't right. like you had five thousand you had to put up. It just had a. I think my total bill with the Nevada was one hundred and seventy-five bucks, bucks or, or something. Yeah, and I just I did it. I had everything done. It kicked me out. They said, come back tomorrow, and I, I missed it. And then the next day, it, it was done, right? Son of a gun. So, and I, well, that, 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 that gets and yourself I lost a my, strategy. I lost my own points in Arizona for the same thing, right? The Arizona, they do the drawing, I believe, in late January. I was at one of the trade shows, and I, I missed it one year. I didn't have enough points to matter. But then, I mean, I lost, I think, 12 or 13 elk points. Because it was also the same thing. Yeah, that's like evaporating 13 years. So get a strategy and have a plan. Good, good, good message, guys. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. We really, really appreciate you being here. Head on over to rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. We've built them to be the best in the business, best in the industry, period. Starting at just 50 bucks a year, our members save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on Hunt's Top Gear. Uh, exclusive discount program that we have with a lot of our relationships with vendors, some of the best in the industry. And while you're there, make a hunt plan. That's the coolest thing about our software. You can go in there, even even if you know you've been googling and you go, what's out there? We we'll, we'll try our Google search engine. Go run a hunt plan and uh, go check out our adventures. Um, it's easy. Just enter uh, what you'd like to hunt, your experience level, your physical level, your accommodations preference. And when you'd like to go, hit enter, and our software will match you with one of our fully certified hunts. See what it costs. Check out the hunt layaway plans. Check out our finance options on there. When you're ready to pull the trigger, put your membership to work. Contact our personal hunting consultants. See what we can get done for you. So thank you so much for joining us today. And Dawson Creek, British Columbia, Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and... Uh, Bisbane, Australia, come again. Tell Thank, somebody about it. Thanks about, for listening, New Zealand. How was that for a, a we, Kiwi accent? Do we have anybody from Jam, <laughs> Jam, Jam Rifle, Illinois? We don't have anybody from Jam Rifle, Illinois, or, um, or uh, um, Empty Load, Montana. <laughs> Are you referring to your muzzle loader without any powder in it? That's what you call shooting blanks. Exactly. Hey, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting.